it really is important to understand the difference between being not racist and being anti-racist, right? This is another thing where it's kind of like, we have a lot of individuals and stuff that just feel like, yeah, I'm not racist. Like, I, don't, I don't say racist jokes. I don't do this and that. And just kind of being that neutral spot, which doesn't help the people that need the help. You know, it's like, so this is where like being anti-racist is, is action. Stopping your friends from saying racist jokes, stopping your friends from doing this or that, getting involved and donating and all, and sharing sharing important messages online. Being anti-racist is much different and much more powerful. It's what we need. We need more people to be anti-racist as opposed to just not racist. The following is brought to you by Braided Media and is a particularly special show. From the soundstage of 54 Lights, this episode has been curated with care from Blantyre, Malawi. There are some days, collections of moments really, that underline our lives. For my next guest and I, there have been a myriad of moments woven together with passion and purpose that have shaped the texture of his life. I've known him for years, starting with a stint alongside him, one that included countless hours in his makeshift recording studio where his talent for making music was nothing short of miraculous. His talent, that ear for music, was obvious and apparent. Mine, well, not so much. While I retired, he relaxed and refocused on family, on career, and on the everyday that brings us all along this journey. And then, another set of moments culminated in the renewal of his talents. A return to form and the birth of a business called E-Roll Beats. I was enthralled and inspired by his relapse. For it wasn't a relapse at all. It was a renewal. We spoke about his business last season, and today is a catch-up to see how he's been doing. But rather than a deep conversation on how he's grown his business, we took a sharp left turn, and instead talked about his advocacy and the important work he's been called to do to institute a culture in government. An uphill battle to fight against anti-black racism. One he's been fighting quietly for decades, until a visceral moment unfolded. An act of hate, really, that ignited in him a fire that's blazing bright. So today, my friends, you're about to enjoy a conversation about how one moment led to many moments of transformation. Good morning, good day, or good evening, and welcome to 54 Lights. This show is designed to elevate black voices through authentically told stories of Africans, African descendants, or allies of the community. For those of you who don't know, my name is Kondwani Mwase, Ethiopian-born, Canadian-raised, and proudly Malawian. I live in the world of business, but find inspiration, energy, and purpose in creative spaces. This show, which today is coming to you live from Blantyre, Malawi, is my passionate pursuit to better understand what shapes and defines culture. It is the manifestation, if you will, of my curiosity. Without further a ramble, let's lean in 
and listen up to my next episode, The Left Turn. Here we are, guy. You know, like, yeah. it's crazy. But when you talk about change, man, it's, it's so interesting with you because you effectively launched a business in COVID. Yeah. And, and now... Uh, you know, and now have a, a, a new gig in COVID. So I am stoked and jacked up to hear about how is the business going? How's E-Roll Beats going? And and what, what other personal advancements has have happened for you? So yeah, so like, let's break it down. I, I, um, I was heavy, heavy, heavy on the sales funnels. I remember that. Yes. yes. Sales yes. Funnel. Yeah, I was, I was yeah. and I'm still... I still see some potential, but so I was heavy on the, on the sales funnels and, and with this, but, but though, so sales funnels, as far as an online, online mechanism, online tools to really, really figure out a different way instead of having, instead of having a traditional website, it's a, it's a sales funnel online where it's really directing people to go straight to it kind of taking away decisions and stuff. So making it easier for, for the visitors of a certain a certain new kind of website, so called Sales Funnel. And with that, I was doing so much research on that because I figured that's how I'm going to sell my, my beats online and stuff. So I was really focused on that. Did a bunch of research, kind of dove deep into it. And then in December, late December, early January, I finally launched my my business, so, so E-Roll Beats. Um, so E-Roll Beats, E-R-O-L-B-E-A-T-S.com. And, that, and that's the location of of my online presence but it's just cool having having that on, online now being like if somebody talks about it because my thing about being like yeah i do music for years and years my, my thing was yeah i'm i'm producer i, I, I try to make make beats and stuff but it's like like i didn't have a place to, to send people it's kind of like yeah here's a few beats that, that are on my hard drive whatever this, this and that but also having a professional site that i put together and having the beats online and, yeah. and it's in a beat store you can buy the beats right there and stuff and that's been a blessing it's live. It's, it's real. Happy. It's there. It's tangible. So you can sink oh. your teeth into it. Yeah. It's, it's great. I just love it because now I've got, I've got some beats. Go check them out. You know, they, they hit hard. They bang. And now it's just like I said, I, I send people to the online online location and they're able to see everything and see what, what's up. And, yeah. we, and, and we started talking about it. We started talking about the beats and this and that. Now, as far as the full business side, it's funny how like, as you know, i got, you know, three, three small kids. Actually, my, my smallest one, it's their birthday today. So happy what? birthday! Happy birthday, Sadali. She's turned oh, two man. today. Yeah, yeah. So happy birthday! Thanks, man. That's so crazy. So my oh, that's one. a horrible scheduling of this interview, man. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. It's all good. It's oh, all I'm good. sorry, man. Your family too, man. It's all good, man. It's all good. So the um, so it's funny how like you get into these things and stuff, and it's like that's the busyness of life, you know. As as you know, we're working so much with kids. And you try to do these side projects. So my intention was to really blow it up and, and this and that and obviously. And so the first step, we have the online presence together tight. But then the other part is social media blowing that up and doing the marketing and stuff. The potential yeah. is enormous. It's crazy. It's so it's so dope. But I still have the time to put it in there. I'll be honest. And so it's funny how, yeah. it's funny, like how your body is kind of like, like I was kind of just going, kind of like on fumes, just pushing it so hard, yeah. getting the website done and getting, and getting the beats finished. Because that, that, that's another issue with, with myself and the different people that, that are doing music is like not finishing stuff. Like, oh yeah, this, yeah. this beat I started, it sounds great, but 
is it finished? Oh no, 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 no. It's, it's not finished. You know, it's, like, it's a long time before you finish it as far as like as far as a full arrangement of a song, then right. mixing it and then mastering it. So it, it's the quality is it's strong enough online that you can just pass it around. So all that stuff takes time. But then you realize that it takes you on a different path. So that path was like, you know, obviously it's been a lot of stuff. You know, it's kind of a big shift in topic and stuff, but the whole thing right. about about you know this this with with the racism that's going on and, and it kind of a, a strange jump, but it's kind of this is how my my mind is where the path was the path was like music music hobby music. hobby hobby everything that was a focus focus and and you know after George Floyd and and the whole conversation being taken to a higher level even when I was doing the stuff in the fall I knew like okay something's going on here more and more I mm-hmm. I started doing some webinars webinars last summer about about racism and face to face with racism and it, it's a big one that's on YouTube and also doing a lot of, like some so podcasts as well and and various blog posts and these these things are getting bigger and bigger and bigger so yeah shifting- and just if 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 i can interrupt yeah, for a second yeah, man, for sure. I, I just wanted to to, to for, for the audience some of those conversations that you were part of you were invited to speak about your personal um your personal experiences along with a couple of other panelists and um i i i I forget which one it is, but it'll be the link in the show notes, but it is a really visceral, emotional um, conversation with, with I think you and three other women who had gone through different experiences. And I had heard about yours um, with your son and we, we, we don't need to necessarily get into that, but you, you really were brave to expose yourself to the, to the world and talk to them about what you had gone through. So are, are you saying I, I I want number one I want to recognize that but number two is are are you saying that then that sort of led to more conversations about race and 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 ex, you know experience of racialized people? Yeah, you you thank thank you for for that as far as bringing on the context of that because what happened was as far as the the whole thing about well kind of stepping back and being like like kind of figuring out what's important. Right, right now to like to address and to, and to take care of because we wish we had like more hours at the end of the day to do more more stuff but when it comes to kind of you start focusing and start like prioritizing things that you need to address and, the, and then the universe kind of helps you kind of push it on a certain path at, at times if, if you put the effort in like nothing's given to you for free or right? if you put the effort in things open up for you you know as far as if you work hard part of stuff so that conversation so you're right it was it was a panel of four of four of us and there was there's three three women and myself telling our experiences or our lived experiences around racism and, and various uh, pieces of, uh, you know, types of, of discrimination that we faced in, in, in various settings. So my, yeah, my, my, my story, as you mentioned, without getting fully into it, was a story about my car that, that was in front of my house that, that had the N-word written on it twice mm-hmm. by some strangers and stuff. And, and, and that happened with, you know, when, when I had my son with me. So having my son who was a couple of years old at a time and going through that experience about like, like some strangers just wrote, you know, the N word twice on my car because they saw my, my dark skin. I felt that that was what they needed. They could do some, some, some ignorant racist stuff. But I'll tell you, man, it's, it is crazy. Like how much that, that, that ignorant racial act that happened, like the power, the, the power that that gave me, it was, it was, it's such an interesting thing. I'll never forget the looking down at the car and seeing it written written on the hood of my car um, with my son, holding my son like, in my arms, looking down and being like, you know, I could just I could just wipe off this word and just move on with my day, right? 
And then I was kind of like, no, 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 no. People, people that don't have to experience it don't know how bad things are. You know, so I was, it was that split, split second being like, no, 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 don't, don't wipe this off. You know, and, 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 and not, not knowing what I was going to do with it or whatever, but I'm like, I need to film this. I need to share this with, with people because, and, and without getting fully, fully into it, but like, after, after traveling, traveling the year before in 2018, we traveled all over my wife and, and, and two kids at the time and seeing the reaction when my wife came back, who was white. And when she came back and spoke to her friends about the racism that I had to face, especially in different parts of, of Asia and stuff, I, I, it was a, there was heavy racism, you know, that, that, yeah. that, that I had to go through and stuff and, and try to help explain things as I'm going through it. But the reaction, it, it was there in different parts of the world as well, you know, but the reaction of seeing her friends and, and my friends as well, seeing the reaction of when we started talking about the racism and, and seeing how there's the, the surprise about like, oh, still, that's still happening and it's, it's, it's bad still and this and that. And, and, and not, you know, they're, they're beautiful, intelligent individuals for sure, but like it's not part of their, of their circle. And it wasn't being talked about much. This, this is 2019, right? So the, the year after I came back from traveling, I came back December of 2018. So this is 2019. It wasn't being talked about how it is now. And this is all, all this stuff is so crazy. How all this, all this stuff is really opening things up and making it clear about the path that I need to be on. So after coming back and seeing people's reactions I'm like oh I need to do what I can to try to tell people and try to build awareness like I was in the role building awareness stage <laughs> back in 2019 because don't forget, don't forget this before the conversations took off after after we lost our brother George Floyd right so we're, it was kind of what I saw with, with my eyes about like oh nobody's people that are hearing the stories about the stuff that I dealt with in, in 2018 aren't really getting how bad it is and, it's like, and, and they think it's not in Canada and stuff right so this is happening I was kind of like, I need to figure out how to get a job that aligns with this. So it's kind of a thing back in early 2019. Fast forward a few months, and then um, Easter happened, and that's when my, my car thing happened. So with my son and this and that. Then a year after that, George Floyd happened in the summer, you know, and then in May of, of, of 2020. Um, and, and sorry, if the dates are wrong, my uh, mind is a lot of stuff going on. There. But, but, but around, it was in 2020, and then that summer, June, 16th, I believe it was, is when we did the uh, podcast, the, the webinar with the four of us right. on the panel and stuff. So all yeah. stuff is, all, so you see all stuff building. is building, 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 building. And then the panel thing happened. I said my piece about the car. And that story is a powerful story because it, it, it like, like I, can't, I can't hide how much it means to me and the weight of that story and, and everything yeah. involved with it. And that's for the people that did what they did. I don't know if it's one person or a group of people, but they didn't realize what they gave me. They, they didn't realize these ignorant individuals didn't realize that 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 their racial act has created this this monster in, in the best way possible. One hundred percent. Oh my goodness, man! I've taken that. I've taken that, and I'm sharing with people to say, like, yeah, Victoria, in front of my house, these people had the nerve to do this, and it's just, and it's kind of blowing it up. And now it's like it's giving me the strength that I've 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 always had strength, but it's giving me some some, some next level stuff, you know. So yeah. so. Anyway, so this is I happening. gotta I gotta cut you off again. I gotta cut you off again. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. One one of those, and I'm sorry, the the, the audience are probably like, yeah, this is what he does all the time. But one of no, the no, things I, love, again, I, love I, I I need to again continue to build context to this or add layers to this is that when that happened to your car, uh, I don't know if, exactly when, but um, you posted that video on Facebook. 
and obviously we're friends. So I saw the, I saw the, a, a video or pictures along with a really, a a really um, heartfelt message about that. And I, I, I don't want to project here, but it, it felt to me that you were, you were taking back the power from that moment. Um, and in my head, I was thinking, it's funny that you say, you know, um, w- wipe the car. I think as I was reading your story and, and, and being devastated at, at it, I thought to myself, oh, how come he just didn't wipe it? How come he just didn't wipe it? Yeah, and, yeah, yet, yeah. and yet you put it out there on Facebook. And that was a smaller community, obviously, that, that, yeah. than, than, than that heard it on the, the podcast or the webinar. Yeah, but it's really interesting to see how, like you said, it it built, it built, it built, and I'm I'm telling you right now, man. For me, as as just as a friend or in your circle of Facebook friends, I remember the comments that people were you you were already starting on this path of exposing it and taking the power back, and I think you were already starting to share really really important perspectives from the Facebook post. So don't. Don't forget the Facebook post is yeah, I guess what I'm saying. Cause for me, that was my first exposure to that story and my first exposure to you, um, you know, stepping into this space. So sorry, no, thank, go ahead. Thank you for that. Well, thank you for that. And, and that, that is when, when I didn't wipe it and I took a video of it and it's funny cause I'll, I'll never forget the sun, sun was shining and, 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 you know, it's hard to see the words. So I had to kind of put the car in a certain place because I'm like, I can't just be talking about this. I need to show people. Can you show people yeah. how this N words written on my hood and on, and on, and on the back, the the, uh, the rearview mirror and stuff, you know? So as far as the, the back back window of the car, it's like those two places. So thank you. Because after that, after not wiping it, after filming it, I'm like, I need, I need, I need to get this out. I need to get this out. I need to share my thoughts around this. And there's no way, there's no way that I'm letting these, these, these individuals that did what they did win in any way at all, you know? So my thing was like, you shouldn't have, you know, well, you shouldn't have done what you did for sure, but whole, you did it to the wrong individual because now, <laughs> because now it, it's, it's changed my life. It's changed my life because this is a story and there, there's, there's many stories before. I mean, we all have stories, all BIPOC individuals have stories, stories on top of stories from day one, from back in the days as, as kids, as adults, we all have stories. But it's just a story that because it was, you know, it was such a, it was a, such a, a powerful story in the sense of like having my, my son with me, being in a place that, you know, like Victoria is a very chill spot, you know, and, and people think it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like not part of this, this kind of racism spectrum and stuff, but you, you can't hide from it. You know, you can't, you can't hide from it and stuff. And, and it's, it's all over. So I really felt it was important to, and, and to be honest, like who knows, who knows how I would have felt if I didn't see people's reactions from early 2019 after I came back from traveling around the world with my family and, and, and my wife being so powerful with that, being like, listen, white privilege, that white privilege that I've dealt with and traveling with, with, with my black husband and, and my, my black child and stuff, it is heavy and it's intense. And she's been using her beautiful, powerful voice ever since. She wrote mm-hmm. a book about this, all stuff is happening. So it's, it's, this, it's all these things that are like, like nothing, nothing's planned, but you kind of go through life and you figure out this is my next move. This is, this is my next move. This is my next move. And then you kind of, things start opening up. So what happened with that? So that whole thing, the conversation around with the webinar, with the podcast, all these things. So now I, I work now 
you know, people, people are asking me to kind of to, to do a blog post about this and a blog post about that, which is great. You know, I just love to, to use my voice and uh, the best I can to share some, some information and stuff and, and my thoughts and my lived experiences to build awareness. And then one day I was introduced to somebody else who was doing a similar thing. So, so her name is Carrie Cavers and she was doing her thing as far as like, as far as like, you know, like, like grinding it out as well. Like, like she's part of the same government, BC government, a different ministry. But she's doing her thing. She's she's grinding it out hard. She, like she has Moms Against Racism on 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 Facebook, and it's this massive movement. Just you know, there's the one in Canada, one in the states. And she's she's the lead of this, you know. So she has and she has three kids too, and she's like it's it's amazing. She, so she's inspiring me because she's doing all I'm doing with the work and this and that, but some next level outside work with this whole movement, Moms Against Racism movement that that she has. So what happens out is I was introduced to her by my my now director who who is who's incredible so uh, so uh, kelly burn so she introduced myself to the, the carry now I'll, I'll be honest now but then so first of all i was like hey nice nice to meet you everything's cool and she and she's a black a black female within five minutes of talking both of us were like we need to create a bipoc group for the for the bc government so that was the summer of summer fall of 2020 this is so we just like we just met and minutes after, this is what we felt had to get done because we need to create a community. We need to kind of just get resources together, help each other out more, networks, all this stuff. So anyways, that was back then, April of 2021, Carrie and I, we started this first time ever for BC government. There's like 30, 36,000 or so like, like employees, you know, across BC. And we started this thing for the first time ever is BIPOC. So Black, Indigenous, People of Color, um, ERG, which is Employee Resource Group. So we created we created this group and now we're up to like 140 members and building and growing every day kind of thing and this is a group now that you know we meet once a month we're, make, we're making moves already as far as crazy strategies and, and trying to create the vision of, of in there's power in numbers so we all have these stories as opposed to kind of because the reality is especially in bc and victoria and, and different places and stuff the reality is is that yeah like, like a lot of times i'm the only black person in a business area in a branch in a meeting and the same kind of thing for big other like BIPOC members is, is, is just a, be the reality. So my, my story by itself, you know, it, it carries some, some weight, but there's a lot more weight when there's 139 people behind me, mm. their stories and passing on their, their messages and trying to make a difference as well. Right. So really, so we, we created this, this group, myself and Carrie are the, are the co-chairs and, and, and we built a steering committee and this awesome steering committee. So, so there's, there's five more people that, that we added. And so all of us are working with all the members who are set up 140 and we're all working together and meet monthly and we're, we're doing like environmental scans and see like what's out there as far as what's being done in the EDI world, you know, and, and, um, and also, also building our stories, kind of get stories, kind of get build a report to kind of explain the stories of our different members. All these things, things are happening. And then a friend of mine, you know, Sammy, Sammy, my, my boy, he created a, he created a mentorship a mentorship app so bipoc.com is a mentorship app only for our community so so for our bc public service servants who are part of the bipoc community a part a part of our actual erg there's an app for there's a website now for creating and building mentorship which is a big issue for the bipoc community because a lot of times we don't have these 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 hookups or, or these contacts or reaching out to people and stuff so now we have we're trying to build it, build it for ourselves so that we get stronger. And then, and then with, with that, we can make some bigger moves. So this is, so this is what's been happening since 
April, you know, we've had like four, we've had like a number of meetings, like four or five meetings. And already each meeting is important to keep the vision, keep, to keep the vision alive and clear, but also keeping people engaged. So we were, so every meeting that we're trying, you know, so it's like an hour like long meeting, we're doing our thing and stuff, but having space to talk about whatever is on your mind and build together, but also having game plans. It's not just, just a group to be like just talking only, which, which is important to have a safe space to, to talk about your stories and experiences, but also to try and make a difference. So we're trying to dis, dismantle the system from the inside and doing what we can to be strategic, to be strategic about it and make some moves that are really making changes, not just talking about making changes, making some real changes. So my, my ministry stepped up back then, like, like doing, doing their thing, like trailblazers. And now after I started with, with myself and Carrie, started starting this BIPOC ERG in April of this year, months and months and months of, of making moves and doing our thing, my, my ministry created a new position and, and without getting pulled into it, but the, the new position was created that I was spoken to from the, by the director and asked, and asked if I was interested in this new position. You know, so it's, it's a position mm-hmm. called, it's a position, the, man, it's, the actual role is called manager, equity, and anti-racism. So this is the, the wow. role and the brand new role. So our, our ministry created this brand new role on top of the, the other, uh, other roles within the inclusion and diversity team. So this role was created I was asked if, if I was interested interested in this role, and I was like, I was like for sure. So whenever yeah. it's posted, let me know. I'm gonna apply for a hardcore. They saw the work of, of the ERG, the anti-racism stuff that, that they were working hard on. They saw the importance of this and the importance to have a person, a position of that dedicated to this work, as opposed to doing it on the side of my desk. Mm-hmm. I almost fell off my chair, man. Almost fell off my chair. So this position, I started this position a month and a half ago. In a few months, I'm going to create an anti-racism framework for the ministry to be the first one ever and all these different things. This, this, this is it now where I get to get to work on something that I'm passionate about, something that I want to see a change in. So it's time to move some mountains. There's a lot of people out there that are talking, which is, which is and I'll be honest, that's better than, than what was happening before before George Floyd, before like last year, before things, you know, so the talking is definitely important and it's great. And I'm not... I'm not knocking that because that's more, that's, 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 that's something's happening. At least, at least that's happening. Yeah. That's more than not talking. It's and a not step. Doing it's, it's a, a step. step. Exactly. It's a step. My, my ministry recognized the importance of, of building a team that takes care of, of, of actual being dedicated to inclusion, diversity, and cultural safety work. So one thing is about talking about it, but actually committing to it. With the financial backing and investment, this is this is the difference of, of how we're going to get over the finish line, and get at least, at least work towards the finish line so we can move the needle is by getting is by getting people to back things up, back up their words with with action. They created a strategy that has like actual action items, like like goals with like with dates and stuff, which is another thing that that is being missed. If, yeah. you, if you don't have a smart goal as far as something that you can measure, it's like, it's, it's like, not going to happen. It's not, not going to happen. Yeah. What gets measured gets done, right? Exactly. Exactly. And, and this is it now where I get to get to work on something that I'm passionate about, something that I want to see a change in. Yeah. So it's time to move some mountains. And now I have the actual job title and, and, and the actual focus on, on this to try and make, make this happen. So this happened a month and a half ago, man. And it's been, it's been a blessing. Listen, man, I, I, I've got to say you and you, you never, ever fail to to amaze me and never fail to to, to stop inspiring me. Um, I, I love what the way you said I love the story, the roundabout story that you went <laughs> to answer the question about um, marketing the e-roll beats. 
as you said, that'll always be there. Um, you, you're a talented man. So that, that, that stuff will never leave you. It's been with you for all these 46 years and yeah, all the enough. years that I've known you, I've been <laughs> privileged enough to know you. Um, but this moment is, it is something um, to be capitalized on. And I think you're hundred percent right. I, I, I tell you ever since this, um, uh, uh, you know, BIPOC and diversity and equity stuff hit the news, if you will, because it's been a part of, if you're in the BIPOC community, it's been a no. part of your life. It, did, no. it, did, it, it wasn't in the news. It wasn't in the headlines, but it was a part of your life. Exactly. And I, I tell you, I was, I've been scared and fearful that this is just a flash in the pan, that this will mm -hmm. go away. And it no. is just talk and talk is good, but it, it, it will stop at the talk. And you are proof positive, my friend, my brother, that um, you know talk can 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 be an amber that can turn into a fire that can turn into something. Uh, you know, you know, keep keep those flames going. Um, wrong yeah. analogy, but but keep that keep that no. energy going. If we don't turn this momentum into a real movement, we're gonna miss the opportunity, and this window of, of of a chance to make something different is never gonna come along ever again. Yeah, uh, I can't say ever again, but it's gonna be a long time before it comes back around if you don't take care of it right now because people are talking about it. Not and people are like, it's it's fading, it's fading out for sure, but people that are, are cashing it, building it up, and holding it and running with it, let's let's all support support the people that are trying to make this change because the more the people because a lot of leaders want to be on the right side of this stuff as well. So they're they're talking yeah. about it, but not putting in the work or, or, or not putting in any resources to make it happen. But if you if you present certain strategies, certain certain frameworks that align with that and I, I really have a strong case about why people should be moving in this direction explain things you know break it down a lot of them might be like okay you know what that makes sense let's do it but it, it's gonna take a lot of effort and work for us to be able to make that happen but this is the time we have to put like extra work in right now so that's why it's like yeah all this is happening and i feel i feel like i feel like it's like it's, it's a story that kind of wraps around but that's kind of why that's kind of why i'm not focusing on social media to get my beats going right now I wish, I wish, I, you know, and, and it's so funny. I won't get into. I'm get laughing because I'm like, how do I ask a question about beats now? It doesn't yeah, yeah, no, just, no. <laughs> so there you have it. The conversation continues. Part of today's show was recorded and produced at Culturelight Studios in Blantyre, Malawi. Culturelight Studios is the soundstage and auditory office of 54 Lights. Naturally, and by special exception, music for this episode was provided and enjoyed, with permission, by my dear friend Roland Best at E-Roll Beats. Speaking of Roland, brother... Thank you for all the work that you do in the community and at large. You've been a friend, an ally, and a family member, really, for years. If you like what you've heard, there's more. You can check out all of our shows wherever you do your listening. If you enjoy some social sprinkled in with your experience, please follow us on Instagram under our handle at crowd54. Listen like, and of course, share. This is your host, Ndwani Mwase, joining you from my beautiful home country of Malawi. Until we meet again.
thank you for listening.